2: are
3: you ready Jamie Markley David Van Camp and Scott Robbins Did we
2: just become best friends yep
3: making sense of it all now oh, I get it and having some fun lighten up Francis this is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show all right
4: the Markley Van Camp and Robin show thank you so much for being here I'm Jamie Marcy. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Where do you want to start today, David? There's a lot of things popping. Well, uh, the Attorney General Merrick
5: Garland is testifying in front of the House of Representatives today. Republicans obviously want to try to figure out how much influence he's had over the prosecutions of Donald Trump. uh, And then also how much influence he had in going easy on the president's son, Hunter. Now, Representative Mike Johnson... Asked him about the Hunter stuff, and this is a new level of slimy government lawyer speak.
4: What? That's saying something, David. It really is. All right, let's roll it.
6: Have you had personal contact with anyone at FBI headquarters about the Hunter Biden investigation?
4: Your answer.
2: Ah. Uh, ah. I don't I don't. recollect the answer to that question, but the FBI works for the Justice Department. It's, uh, the
4: time it's- out. you got to be freaking joking. Hey, he doesn't yeah. recollect. Uh, yeah.
5: Not, not uh, only I don't recall, which is usually the lawyer speaks for basically saying, I don't recall. That way, if somebody says, oh, no, we have documented evidence that you did do this, they can say, well, I didn't say I didn't. I just said I couldn't recall.
7: Plausible deniability.
5: This yes, adds another layer to it. Because it's not just saying, I can't recall whether or not I did it. I can't recollect the answer to that question. (laughs) That's like two layers down, man.
2: I don't don't recollect the answer to that question, but the FBI works for the Justice Department. uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You don't
6: recollect recollect whether you've talked with anybody at FBI headquarters about an investigation of the president's son?
2: I, I don't believe that I did. I promised the Senate when I came um, before it for confirmation that I would leave Mr. Weiss in place and that I would not interfere with his investigation. (laughs) Okay, did you ever? I have kept that promise.
7: (laughs) Golly.
5: Right. And then what's your definition of interfere? Exactly. And I mean, this is like. This is like the Neapolitan ice cream of l- government lawyer language, isn't it? It's like every flavor
4: represented in the box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're right. Okay, I know this is a strange question, but in your lifetime, have you seen such open corruption ever? Just like, yeah, and what are you going to do about it? It's almost like the response from Garland the intelligence agencies all together like yeah who can what are you going to do about it yeah i can't recollect so what or does it just seem that way to me
7: um i don't recollect the question
4: (laughs) no
5: it's it's gutsier now it is totally and, and it's coming at you from all angles from the left right now i mean it's even you know not only the justice department not only the president not only everybody involved in this administration but also congressional democrats i mean that that's one of the reasons why, you know, the whole John Fetterman thing has has bugged a lot of people, and and I'll I'll speak for myself personally here, you know, when when he's you know trying to be Mr. Tough Guy, when the guy can't talk still, because he over has the that, line man, I mean, he's brain damaged, and the guy's trying to dunk on people, and Democrats are putting him out more and more and more because they say, well, what do you think? You're going to do about this you're not going to make fun of a guy who's brain damaged am i and i think well dude if you want to be a crap talker then and you're saying you're fine to be a senator then pff,
4: all right it's coming back at you dude yeah i mean you have to be able to put together a sentence well hold on <laughs> scratch that no, it's a you new don't. normal with our president no you don't I, dude if you want to talk about brain damaged i don't know that there is an official You know, a statement on Hank Johnson as far as brain damage, but what comes out of his mouth, you question it. Yeah. Dude, if you're new to the show, Hank Johnson is a legend as far as we're concerned. (laughs) He's one of our favorites. No doubt about it. Yeah. He's been in Congress how
5: long? Uh, He's a nine-term congressman, I believe.
4: Yes. Calvin Coolidge was president. And he is asking a question, or he's supposed to, of Merrick Garland today. But that's not what it turned out to be, David. No, and, and Hank
5: Johnson, just uh, for reference, is the same guy who extolled the virtues of helium, uh, talking about how comedians can get a high-pitched voice using it, um, and blame Tea Party Republicans for trying to take away that joy. Uh, also, Dude, he was
4: afraid Guam was going to capsize.
3: Yeah, I, the I was whole getting
6: island that. will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over and uh, and capsize. <laughs> uh, we don't anticipate that.
4: It never stops being funny.
7: I like. I my favorite is a decorated military man though. Going. Yeah. Well, we don't anticipate that. <laughs> like, I know. I devoted my life to serving my country, yeah. and I got an yeah. answer to this dumbass. Yes.
4: Oh, yes. There's no doubt about it. Yeah,
6: they're going to crush the midget. Oh, right. that's
4: something completely
5: different.
6: Yeah, yeah. he once, he once
4: had, a,
5: had a long-winded hypothetical about what would happen if enough midgets went up against a giant. This yeah. was about
4: a union dispute, right? Uh, something like Some that. Some
5: labor. Bar, yeah, bar anyway, something yeah. like that. Yeah. So today he was, asked, I guess, asking questions of the attorney general. Not really asking questions, but like reading Merrick Garland's resume back to him. That's yeah. what
4: he was doing. He was just like on his
6: knees praising him, of, <laughs> like your incredible service. Just, it was embarrassing. So the American people are watching that, and they also appreciate the fact that you've had a distinguished career uh, as uh, a prosecutor and a DOJ official, as well as 24 years on the bench. Uh, you served on the second highest court. Of the land, he knows uh, that. As a judge for 24 years, the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. Okay. We appreciate your service. Right. Uh, you were for seven years uh, the uh, the the lead. Uh, uh, what? Uh, you 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 were the uh, you managed uh, <gasps> that entire uh, office. Uh, we thank you for that. You also served on the judicial council for a number of years. What? You did all these things,
4: and then I can't remember. You, 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 you know. Golly. You did that
6: thing, and then. Now they're going to crush the midgets. No, no, mixed it up there. <laughs> so sorry. Back to Hank. And so you are steeped in the rule of law. You are a judge. What? Uh, extraordinaire. Oh, God. And <laughs>
4: so um as a, Again, the hearing. yee Merrick Garland, and Hank, it's your time. Extraordinaire.
6: Yes. And um, okay. as a judge, you never had the occasion to uh, receive uh, a uh, private jet travel to oh. an exotic location there by a corporate billionaire, did you?
4: And even Garland, he doesn't know what to do with this. He had the mic off or something.
6: Uh. You cut your mic on. <laughs> no. You never received an offer to, to get a ride on a private jet? No. Did you take any vacations at exclusive goes. resorts
2: paid for by a billionaire? I, I know these are not hypothetical questions, and I think no, this I is mean, really yes not no. within my uh, uh, realm. Uh, <laughs> of
4: course, It's bad when you're making Merrick uncomfortable after some of the crap that comes out of his mouth. But that's what happened with Hank Johnson. Well, he's got to be looking at him going, what?
7: What are you talking about?
5: Yeah, Now, now, now they're going to pivot to this made-up controversy about... Uh, yeah. you know, the Supreme Court and ethics. Clarence and Thomas, this, Clarence this is Thomas, what it
4: is. This is exactly what it is. Well, and to me, by not answering what Hank was asking, its I think it's a form of racism for right. Merrick Garland, to be honest but, with you. Yeah. It showed a little respect yeah. to the man of color there, not to mention Hank Johnson. I mean, he's a strong enough guy. Merrick Garland, you know, he's very slight. I'll tell you what. You you know?
6: Now they're going to crush the midget.
5: That's <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> The, the American people don't know this, Mr. Attorney General, but you single-handedly saved Guam by piling up a bunch of midgets holding, holding helium balloons underneath the island to stop it from tipping over. You are an American
4: hero. Absolutely. Good point.
7: You know what, man? I'll tell you what. During these hearings, there should be a freaking shot clock like the NBA or like Major League Baseball. You got 30 seconds. Ask the question and move on. They give them
4: five, I think. Isn't that the deal? Yeah. Well, we got a
7: shot clock on you for each and every one. The minute you start to ask the question, the clock starts. Should. We're not going to go on with this nonsense anymore. Some career builder,
4: (sighs) you know, resume building
7: crap that's going on.
4: Okay. What what was that? So you got that. We're keeping an eye on that today with Merrick Garland. And then you got craziness in American cities going on. Heartbreaking story. Of course, we talked about it in New York with a one-year-old. Ugh. Hang of the fentanyl.
7: God, this dose, is sad.
4: Just breathing it in. Well, two other kids were exposed to Three. it as well. Three. They're, go- not, they're gonna live. Hopefully. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, it is liberal policies that got us here. Well, yeah. There's no arguing that. And then this story you have, David, from Seattle. Yeah, the Seattle City Council has decided that
5: maybe, just maybe, letting people openly smoke meth, crack, and fentanyl on the street is a bad thing. So they voted to criminalize drug possession again. Uh, They're basically agreeing to follow a state law that went into effect, I think, in July. So the cops will have the ability to arrest someone who's using drugs in public if they're a threat to public safety. Of course, there were detractors still showing up at the meeting. It passed 6 to 3. The mayor will sign it. Um, And the detractors, though... Say, you know, this doesn't put enough money towards treatment programs. Now, treatment and diversion, you've got $27 million going towards that. But that's not enough, and you can't just jail people. Here's one of the Why? people who showed up to uh, protest the vote yesterday.
4: Okay. I think people are going to die from this legislation. We need to just do the right thing and actually help people. By letting them do more heroin? Yeah, no. Do you know where that ends? Yeah. Yeah. You're from Seattle. You should know.
5: It's what what like 240 something uh fatal drug overdoses this year mm-hmm. in are we Seattle? got
4: our friends from Seattle all the time. Yes. People are going to die if you don't what? Let them keep doing heroin on the street? Uh, dude, you wonder where are people? I mean, are you that brainwashed that you have no sense of reality and what happens? When you put these laws in place, it's. I want crazy to know the percentage people. of
7: people with all these diversionary programs that are available, $27 million worth, how many actually took advantage
4: of them? Right. That's a great question.
7: You know, I mean, I want to know the percentage. What's the percentage?
4: That is a great question.
7: They don't want to. A, a, a lot of those pe- people simply don't want to. And no. I realize that's a harsh reality and it's tough to face because you dump $27 million into a program, but it's true.
4: Oh, it's absolutely true okay there's so much to get to today oh dude okay so you're ukrainian president vladimir Zelensky, you speak at the un about climate change yeah yeah it's like you can't make this stuff up um and you know who the most likely and most dangerous candidate democrats will parachute in according to ted cruz oh you got to hear this because i think he's got something here straight ahead the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So uh, President Biden spoke UN yesterday. Uh, yeah. NBC and Andrea Mitchell called it uh, courageous, passionate. Guy couldn't
7: believe it.
4: Passionate.
7: <laughs> I know. Yes. I no, you of all our institutions?
5: <laughs> that you just say, Andrea, what did he just say there? No, she couldn't tell
7: you. They, well, they
4: edited the crap out of it to make him sound coherent. You know what was interesting? Because you saw this, and I did too. Yeah, I know. I... There was still gibberish in it. Yeah, there was. There was no but, way to edit him out, but completely away yeah, from the but gibberish. But sure, was... we harness the power of A. A. Uh, artificial intelligence. Oh yeah, well, yes, inspiring. Yes, because passionate he, about democracy. He mixed in Hunter Biden with climate change there. Okay, with the AA Stuff. Right. Yeah, good job, Joe. Yes. Awesome. For one day. <laughs> For one day, my administration, the United States. The day one, whatever. Yeah. You know what he meant. Just
7: just cheerleading nonsense. The yes. The integrity of the journalist that is Andrea Mitchell. Please. So, just stop
4: with that. As we've talked about before, a lot of the Democratic operatives are thinking, Joe's not going to make it.
7: What are we going to do? Well, they're doing their best to pump him up in mainstream media. Well,
4: it, Well, it depends. Some are tearing him down. Yeah, It's kind of back and forth. You're not quite sure what the next chess move is going to be.
7: Well, in Andrea Mitchell's world, he's a youngster.
4: Of course. She's 98. Yeah, hi. You know, and there's been talk of Gavin Newsom, Gretchen Whitmer, governor of Michigan. What unappealing. But they're alternates to. There's another name that's come up a few times, and I think there's something to this. Ted Cruz, uh, Ted Cruz mentioned it again. Saying the scenario that I think is perhaps most likely, most dangerous, in August of 2024, Democratic kingmakers Jettison Joe Biden and parachute in Michelle Obama. Oh no! Oh
7: yeah! Oh no! In
4: August, I think it would be before
5: that. It would have to be before that.
4: Yeah, unless it was Joe saying, "You know what? Now cognitively, I can't do it. I'd like to, I can't. I don't know." But Michelle Obama, honestly. I know.
7: She'd win. I I, I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that.
4: She'd win. I mean, and that's not, I'm not the only person that's saying that. You know, wanting, you know, a Republican to be president. Saying, holy smokes, man. That is like the worst nightmare scenario for a Republican. I'm not really a Republican. more just want common sense. Yeah call it whatever you want conservative but the republican party good night man it's one thing after another after another but you talk about the step towards socialism marxism communism whatever you want to call it i mean i don't want to be too doomsday but it's secure if michelle obama is in charge well yeah because do you believe is- that david um
5: i'm not all that worried about it because i i genuinely don't i believe it when Uh, enough people say, oh, she hates politics, actually, and doesn't want to be part of it. I understand. I I think any Democrat who gets parachuted in, whether or even if it's Joe Biden, I think, you know, a Democrat win in the White House in in 2024 um, is kind of lights out for the anti-socialist movement.
4: Probably right about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, and there'd be even more division if it's Michelle Obama. Think about just the last couple of years. Oh, you... Yeah, you'd never be able to criticize anything. That BS she was talking about, she's worried for her daughter's safety. Right. Because of racism. Every
6: time they get in a car by themselves, I worry about what assumption is being made by somebody who doesn't know everything about them. The fact that they are good students and polite girls, but maybe they're playing their music a little loud. Maybe somebody Mm -hmm. sees the back of their head Mm -hmm. and makes an assumption.
4: Did you know there are a lot of young black women they are getting pulled over by white cops and shot? Yeah. Is that something I just haven't heard about? Especially ones that are uh, young black women who
5: are Secret Service protectees.
4: Right. But they're cranking their music. Right. And the old whitey cops, they're not going to have it. Oh, my goodness, man. <laughs> Unreal. What's been an overwhelmingly peaceful movement oh,
5: yeah.
1: for racial solidarity? In it's true. Research backs it up. Oh, it doesn't.
7: All that goes away because Cardi B is too loud. (laughs) All of it.
1: (laughs)
4: This is so ridiculous, man. Gosh dang. Okay. Uh, Other things. Oh, yeah. Zelensky talking about climate change. You're in a war right now. What? And this is a big concern. You're trying to unite the world to fight climate change? That's the big speech well listen a lot of a lot of these uh,
5: world economic forum uh, uh, countries have spent a lot of money on his
4: nation yes they have next the markley van camp and robin show i'm jeremy markley jen extra david van camp millennial sexy boomer scott robin van camp has lost composure Hi. I apologize. I, I just see... No apologies. Uh, You're laughing. You had to have seen something I, funny. What is
5: it? <laughs> I just see the headline. Uh, what is this from? Is this Bloomberg or one of these? Uh, Tucker Carlson says, Ron DeSantis did not kick his dog. What? Yeah. And so where the, the back story to this is <laughs> that... Remember Michael Wolf? He's this writer. Kind of yeah. looks like Dr. Evil. A little bit fire of the vanities, right? My, Michael Wolff, he, he became famous a few years ago because yeah, he, he the wrote Trump book. yeah the, the, the Trump, Trump book, Fire and Fury, mm-hmm. which was filled with all sorts of just basic inaccuracies, not to mention outright lies. Uh, and then he went on to suggest that Nikki Haley had had an affair with Donald Trump, and that's why she was the U.N. ambassador. I mean, the guy was thoroughly discredited. Yes. And yet, for some reason, the guy can still get publicity whenever he publishes a book because, while the media are whores, and anything that can cause a rift within conservatives is a good thing for them. Well, they like the song he sings. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter if it's not true. No. no. Who cares? Yep. Um, and so, apparently, in some new piece he had written, he, he had there was a story or an anecdote that Michael Wolfe passed along about a time that Ron DeSantis visited Tucker Carlson at his home. Okay, And uh, the anecdote goes as such that Tucker Carlson's wife watched him, Ron DeSantis, push the dog out from under the table because <laughs> the dog was begging or something. And then Michael Wolfe in, in traditional fashion, the way that he tells stories, he says, well, did he kick the dog? She didn't know. All she knew was that he creeped her out and didn't want her, him around anymore, something like that. Oh, my God. So goodness.
4: then, of course, you know,
5: and <laughs> so then, of course, and I'm, I'm telling you, the, the <laughs> online influencers for the Trump campaign, Trump needs to run, not walk from them because they're idiots. Yeah. One of them, Alex somebody, says, uh, Oh, Ron DeSantis. Oh, Kicked Tucker Carlson's dog, <laughs> and they start trying to share it all over the place, right. trying to convince people that well, Tucker Carlson apparently gave a comment said no that, it's, that's ludicrous. No, Ron DeSantis did not kick my dog. I think there was also a claim that 8%. I think there was also a claim that um, uh, Tucker called Ron DeSantis a fascist. And it's like, again, for the, for the paid online influencers of Donald Trump, Don, dude, run away from them. Again, because they're, they're soulless morons. They're cretins, okay, <laughs> who just constantly lie. If you support Donald Trump in the primary, go for it. That's your right to do it. I I, I don't care. That's, that's up to you. But when you have all these people with the campaign just outright lying and then suddenly praising the work of Michael mm-hmm. Wolff, it's pathetic, Please, man. That
4: is bad, man. Yeah, I'll give you that. No wonder you were laughing. I thought you were laughing because you were previewing that part of Zelensky's speech again about climate change. Russia invaded your country. You're at war. I mean, is this unfair to ask? This is the big concern right now?
5: Well, yeah, Ukraine's president, Volodymyr Zelensky, spoke at the United Nations and talked about climate change, saying, see, Russia's invading us, and we can't focus on the true goal of combating global warming.
7: Oh my gosh. You travel all the way to New York to address the United Nations after going to war with Russia and this is what you say. You're taking time away from it right now. What is going on? Humanity is failing on its
2: climate policy objectives. This means that extreme weather will still impact the normal global life and some evil state will also weaponize its outcomes. And when all of this
4: is happening, dude, does anyone ever push back on these people to say, well, at least with the 1600 experts that signed the declaration, there's not a climate emergency. Yes, it's gotten a bit warmer. There are many things we can do, but this is not an emergency. Is there a journalist anywhere that asked these people about that? No. No, because they're all part of the same
7: cult. Exactly. He was sweating through his new jumpsuit
6: when he said that. Goodness. That's
7: that's crazy. I mean, what's the reason for that? What do you think? Oh.
4: Because the World Economic Forum has him by the short and curlies,
7: dude.
5: Yeah, I mean, the Western nations that are trying to do the whole uh, 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 globalist zero emission vision and all of that stuff to rake in piles of cash for themselves while civilization burns... Well, they need their hero that they've constructed, Zelensky, to go to bat for them. And he's a good little boy, so he'll do it. Exactly.
3: And when all of this
6: is happening, one unnatural disaster in Moscow decided to launch a big war and kill tens of thousands of people.
3: Ooh, passionate. We have to stop it. We must act... United. Okay. You know,
5: one of the things that's remarkable about this, English is not his first language, obviously. No. He spoke more coherently there than the president of the United States. Oh, it's not even close. Okay.
4: While you're on that, and yes, great point, David. You're absolutely right. I want to pull something up. I guess I don't need to on the fly like this. Tell me, man. When I was playing the clips the other day of Scott Pelley from 60 Minutes and that propaganda piece with Zelensky, he couldn't answer the questions in English. I I think they
5: wrote out the speech in English. I don't, I don't think he's fluent in English. Okay. So then he's just reading that. Right. He's reading. What I'd be script- scared
4: to death. Can you imagine if you had to give a speech in Chinese and you don't know the language and you're just trying to read it? How would you not sound like an idiot? Yeah. I mean, they're... He may have
5: a working knowledge of the language, but, you know, doing a sit-down interview with the nuances of language is a little different than just reading from a script.
4: Maybe I'm the only person confused by that. In other words, usually if you can't speak the language, someone's not printing it out so it sounds like you can speak the language. You have an interpreter. Maybe it's like guys that sing phonetically. (laughs) <laughs> with with English. You know what I mean? People that don't speak the language
7: that that do an, do an album in English? Yeah, that could be. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying maybe. I don't know.
4: Yeah, that's possible. You know, on the whole climate change thing, I just found this out not too long ago. Thomas Sowell, who I'm a big fan of, has a new book out at age 93. Wow. I didn't know he was 93. You know, when you talk about, you know, <laughs> like when it's Black History Month, And you're celebrating the achievements of black Americans. Why is that guy never named? You know why? Uh, Because he's not a part of that club. No, because he's conservative. Yeah. It's unreal, man. Mm -hmm. Um, Guy's just brilliant. His new book is called Social Justice Fallacies, which is probably another reason why he's not going to get a lot of press out of that. Um, But there's a lot of different clips of him making the rounds, and one of them was about climate change. And I thought this was really interesting.
8: I think it's a classic example of the uh, need for crusades. Now, people, many people are shocked by these emails. I'm not at all shocked by them. I read, I read the original U.N. study years ago, and I was just curious as to how they were going to deal with the question that the uh, temperatures went up first, and then there was the increase in carbon, di- carbon dioxide. Right. Because you can't say that A causes B if B happened first. And so I read this, and I could see they were, they were tiptoeing through the tulips and the way they phrased things and so forth. They, they couldn't confront that. And, and now we're finding out uh, that they, they knew dawn well they couldn't deal with all the evidence.
4: You got global warming. Wait a second. No, it's not warming. It's climate change. That's the catch-all. If you remember when that whole thing switched at the time. That guy speaking right there is 93. I don't know if that clips from – there are some clips that I got later in the show that I know are current. I can't remember if that one was or not, to be fair. But I I can tell you the clips of him, 93? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Age is,
7: in fact, just a number in that world. Yes. Yeah, we got an 80-year-old president who can't put a sentence together, but that guy's
4: 93 and he's writing books. Alan Dershowitz is 85. Yeah. I know that point's been brought up before, Mm -hmm. but that's absolutely true. Okay, I know we got to move that part of the show where we go around the table. May not be the biggest story out there today, but it caught your attention. Today, David, what's your story? Well, Australia has something that I know Scott would love.
5: He's talked about this a lot. Uh, when you're having a kid, you submit the birth certificate information to the government, and yep. they can deem whether your kid's name is too offensive.
7: Perfectly acceptable in my world. So you I not want to start so, a kid with an O2 count. I've been right. saying that forever.
5: So a lot of times if there's a reference, like a religious reference, for example, that, like, God... Right. You can't name your kid. No,
7: God, no. Mm-hmm.
5: Um, or if it has any sort of reference to uh, royalty, prince, king, queen, et cetera. Okay. I'm good. I'm good
7: with that. that That's the rule. You yeah. can't do that.
5: Um, well, a reporter with the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, her name is uh, Kirsten Drysdale, decided to try to put the system to the test. She's very, very, or she was very, very pregnant and okay. said, okay, I'm going to submit my kids. Information to the government. The name she picked was methamphetamine rules. <laughs> and it <laughs> slipped past the golden. No, no, it did not. It did. Oh, the government God. approved it. And her kid's name is methamphetamine rules. <laughs> and there's a process now to change the name. Uh. And they're going to be going through that now. Um, and the government is saying, I'm not really sure how this happened. The reporter says maybe they thought methamphetamine was a Greek name.
7: Me- well, <laughs> see, you, they got to fire the council. They need to be better than that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> methamphetamine <laughs> rules.
4: Oh, that's pretty good. All right, Scott, what's your story? My
7: story is uh, police returned articles of clothing to a Tanzanian fashion designer after they uh, obtained these things while executing a search warrant. In disgraced Department of Energy, Sam Britton's home, the Metropolitan Washington Airport Authority's police department confirmed the clothes were returned to the fashion designer. The fashion designer is simply watching something on TV and seeing him wearing her clothes. So that's and, the
4: dude, the red-headed guy that dresses the, as well, the, the woman. The woman got fired because yeah, yeah. he was
7: stealing luggage at JFK. Yes. yes. Well, apparently he's been doing this for a while. Yeah. This was 2018. She was on her way to a show in New York and uh, went to get her bag, retrieve her bag with all of her belongings, and it was gone. Gone forever, right? Until Sam Britton shows up wearing the clothes. She's like, hey, those are my clothes. I designed them. I own them. Cops. So they kicked down the door of Sam's place, and sure enough, there they were hanging in the closet. So they got her clothes back to her, and he, of course, was arrested again. He'll be fined, and, of course, there's a theft charge attached to it. Wow. So will keep an eye on that. Does anybody screen these people in the White House? Seriously.
5: Well, it, it should have been a red flag, the fact that the guy was into, like, puppy play and bondage stuff. Right, that was okay. Like, apparently. publicly, in front
7: of people. Yeah, he probably stole the puppy stuff, too. <laughs> Some dog show going on. Somebody dresses up as a mascot, and this guy's prancing around with his stuff on. I
5: think like there's some really pissed off manager of a PetSmart out there,
7: right? Or like a double A baseball team, right? <laughs> uh,
4: for my story today, and I, I know don't have a whole lot of time. And you can the story is in different places. Uh, the Justice Department is going deeper in their probe on Elon Musk oh. and the perks he received from Tesla, dude. They're going after him. They are. Oh, yeah. Hard. Um, As a matter of fact, as it says in the story, the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York also has sought information about transactions between Tesla and other entities connected to Elon Musk. Oh, boy. They're scrutinizing personal benefits that may have provided Elon Musk since 2017, longer than previously known, as part of a criminal investigation examining issues, including a proposed house for Elon Musk. The new information indicates that federal prosecutors have a broader interest in the actions of Musk and Tesla than was previously known, and they are pursuing potential criminal charges. Jeez. All because he bought Twitter and he doesn't say nice things about the administration and he's for free speech. They are going after him hard. Unbelievable. It's not like you vouch for everything Elon Musk does, but you can pretty much see what's going on here, man. Yeah. Pretty wild. Okay. David, I can't wait for you to deliver this story about Biden giving millions to protect reporters' feelings. Straight ahead. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, the Biden administration gave millions
5: to what? Yeah, the Biden administration has approved a $5.7 million grant to George Washington University to make a program that will provide psychological care to journalists ...who have been targeted by mean people online.
7: Oh, God. What?
5: Yeah, the program is called Expert Voices Together. Uh, It's a socio-technical system that provides real-time support to experts experiencing online harassment. (sighs) The goal is to provide journalists and eventually other experts... With the means of monitoring and reporting alleged abuse, as well as personalized assistance with digital safety and access to mental health care specialists as a form of trauma informed care.
4: Do they have any examples of this?
5: Well, remember, what's her name? Taylor Lorenz, this weirdo at the Washington oh, yeah. Post or New York Times or whatever. Yeah. Who like wept openly on MSNBC because somebody was mean to her on Twitter?
4: Mm-hmm. That's like, what she did to people for a living.
5: <clears throat> yeah, she actually doxed people for a living, and then also got involved and like cyberstalked teenagers. So, yes. Yeah, I mean it's it's like pot meat, kettle. Okay, if you can't dish it, if you can't take it, don't dish it out, or just log off for a while.
4: It, that's wild, man. Well, and I'm thinking about everything that happened around covid and then the vaccines and you had scientists i mean well respected saying you know this doesn't quite make sense whether it came from the lab or vaccine efficiency whatever it was and they got demonized and i mean you talk about all the hate they were getting and threats no protection for them because the, it turned out they were absolutely right. Yeah. Batachara, the dude from Stanford, yeah. mm-hmm. he just won that ruling a few weeks back. The judge said, "Yeah, that's basically good." Killing the First Amendment, what they did to you isn't well respected, and all of a sudden they were getting completely torn apart. That whole Barrington declaration, if you remember during COVID, oh, yeah. and all the fringe scientists—they were right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're always fringy. <laughs> they didn't say the right things. No protection from them because we have to control the narrative. Golly. Yeah, it's something, man.
3: So corrupt. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show.
2: Are you ready?
3: Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. Should
2: we just become best friends. Yep.
3: Making sense of it all.
2: Now oh, I get
3: it. And having some fun. Lighten up Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin show.
4: Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, Attorney General Mary Garland is uh, testifying today. Um, And a lot of times not even answering questions. But I I can't relax. Recollect? You can't remember? Which is it? He's just not talking. Is this another example of him not talking, David? Yeah, I think so. And this has to
5: do with uh, his Department of Justice slow walking the investigation into uh, hunter biden and then well attempting to let him off the hook until that plea agreement uh, fell through over the summer uh... representative mike johnson asked if there had ever been any conversations between the attorney general merrick garland a- about this investigation with the prosecutor david weiss
6: okay roll it under oath today your testimony is you have not had any discussions with Mr. Weiss about this matter?
2: Under oath, my testimony today is that I promised that the, uh, the Senate I would not um, intrude in his investigation. I do not intend to discuss deliber- internal Justice Department uh, deliberations, whether or not I had them.
6: Oh, okay. So your, your testimony today is you're not going to tell us whether you've had discussions with Mr. Weiss.
2: My testimony today is I told the committee that I would not interfere I made clear that Mr. Weiss would have the authority to bring cases that he thought were appropriate.
4: A little shaky. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, what a...
5: Weasel. <laughs> Golly. See, I, I didn't interfere. All I right. did was deliberate. Yeah. I mean, we had conversations about what may be appropriate and what may not be appropriate. But I certainly did not interfere.
4: Okay. There's already... There's always so many things going on, and I don't think we have the answer to this question yet. And you can phrase this probably better than I, David. David Weiss, who was supposed to be in charge, right? And it was his decision whether to prosecute or not. And he said, I can't do it without Merrick Garland. And, and Merrick Garland said, I can't do it without David Weiss. <laughs> One of those two jimokes was lying. Mm-hmm. But we've never found out who. No. No. Because they're not going to tell you the truth. Uh, I could make an argument both of them were. Yeah. You know, and I know this is the way the system runs. And there are a lot of advantages to the system. I understand all that. But I'm not alone. And maybe it's from seeing too many gangster shows where in your mind you'd like to see one time, you know, somebody like you will say, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Did I break your concentration? <laughs> <laughs> you want to say that again? Like answer the question. Yeah, yeah, they won't do it. That'd drag freaking Jules up there to ask questions <laughs>
2: next time.
4: <laughs> that would be fun. Get Majorcus up there. Oh yeah, oh, dude. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All those clowns. Yeah. Get them all up there. Yeah. We're g- <laughs> we want some information from y'all now. I'd like to introduce the Honorable Mister Jules. We'll be asking <laughs> questions today. <laughs> uh, so keeping an eye on this. By the way, I don't know if you happen to see this out of the uh, New York Post. Miranda Devine, who has been great at reporting so much of this stuff over the last several years, uh, saying the FBI had so many paid informants at the Capitol on January 6th that it lost track of the number and had to perform a later audit to determine exactly how many Confidential human sources run by different FBI field offices were present that day. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Right wing conspiracy. <laughs> yeah. No, it's real. They were there. And now what? All these questions are supposed to go away because Ray Epps yesterday got charged, what, with a misdemeanor or something? Yeah, he got it. Got slapped with a misdemeanor. It'll be fine. Guys saying you need to go in the Capitol. You need to go in. Oh, yeah. Now, if it was just, you know, the dude and his wife, they're like, what, we're just supposed to keep walking here? Oh, let's take some pictures inside here. Ah, no, no, jail time for you. But not Ray Ups. Come on. With every piece of information that comes out, if you were thinking all along, man, it seemed like they wanted people to go in there.
7: Well, they did.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it turns out your gut was probably right on that. Meanwhile... Well, just say today, saw this on the Fox News crawl earlier, 4,000 illegal aliens have crossed in the United States today. Yeah,
5: in one day, Bill Malugin, who's been down at the border for, what, the last two and a half years, basically, covering this for Fox News, uh, says that the initial count of the crossing today was 4,000, and it is the single, uh, largest single mass crossing that he has seen in the last two and a
4: half years. No, No, if you're on the left, you'd say, asylum seekers. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, Scott, you saw the same thing I did. That was nothing but dudes.
7: Yeah. Yeah, a bunch of guys. Yeah. Young dudes. It all looked to be like between 18 and 30. Younger guys. I didn't see anybody carrying a baby. I didn't see any of that.
5: Yeah. This is an invasion. And it's been going on for two and a half years. Um and what's, uh, I mean, aside from the fact that it's not all these like men, women, and children, or it's not all these women and children that we keep hearing about with the refugees, it's mostly uh, young men. Uh, there was one take I thought was pretty funny when uh, it's by Stephen L. Miller, he does the Verses podcast, he, he does a lot of stuff, he's a writer, mm-hmm. um, said, I'm sorry, they're not illegal immigrants, they're future New Yorkers. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) And to me, it's like, yeah, I know that, you know, the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, who he sent, the number of migrants he has sent to New York is actually a drop in the bucket compared to how many the federal government itself, through a network of non-governmental organizations and whatnot, have actually sent to New York. At last count, what was it, the number from Texas to New York? Um... I keep hearing different numbers. I, it seems like Okay, 13,000
4: a couple of weeks
7: ago, is,
5: was that too small? I was going to say 15,000.
7: 15, between 15 and 20 is what I've heard. And way more
5: than that
4: have been sent yeah. courtesy of Uncle Sam. Okay, all right. So just think about this. That's been going on for months, right? A fourth of that happened today. Te- uh, yeah, in today. Texas. Yes. Te-
7: that is pa- happening every day. Eagle Pass, now David, is is a smaller community, correct? Yeah,
5: it's a it's a small border oh, town. Yeah,
7: I mean, what are they doing with this? Well, how are they handling this? They've they coming already, across an Eagle Pass. I, wh- I, what happens next?
5: I think they've already declared an emergency to try to get some more federal resources uh, to them. But for the most part, I mean, the differences like between what Eagle Pass goes through, which is a tragedy, and I'm not. Oh my god, I don't yes. want to you know, try to lower uh, the the threshold of pain that they are feeling mm. right now. Um, but it's a different situation because they're on the front lines of a triage situation. Whereas when you're looking at larger municipalities like San Antonio, like Dallas-Fort Worth, like Houston, then you go up north, you go to Chicago, New York, etc., those are the places where they have to find a place to put them actually like in del in 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 del rio wherever or eagle pass i mean like you're just trying to figure out how to process all these people and send them on their way yeah And, and that's a tall order that is tough and it has led to a lot of heartbreak and crime um
4: on its own they're just two very different situations well, it's crazy too, man. Because you got all these cartels involved, and they're making a ton of money because these people are giving them everything they have to get into the United States, right? Mm-hmm. They got to eat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this isn't like, well, it's we're going on vacation. It's a two-day trip. It's it goes on for a while. Who's funding all of it? Mm.
7: Well, that's an interesting question. I think we talked about this like yes. a year and a half ago. Somebody's buying the meals. Somebody's buying the water. Somebody's clothing them. I mean, who's doing this? What organization is involved in this? Who is that?
4: The other part is to pretend that you're doing everything you can as the federal government is an absolute joke. Well, it is. You could stop it if you want to. Who was it? Weasel John Kirby? Oh, yeah. Saying we're doing uh, a whole lot? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Spokesman
5: John Kirby was on Fox News talking about this because Joe Biden giving his address at the United Nations didn't really address this outside of like a vague reference to treating migrants with dignity okay. around the world. I mean, the US Mexico border is now the deadliest border crossing in the world. Wow. Because of this
4: crisis. But okay, yeah, Kirby, what what do you say? He's absolutely. He doesn't this. talk about it, John. He, he has, never talks he about. Has it. addressed this with those leaders in the region. We were just announced in Mexico City several months ago. He has had he's had multiple now two I think summits for democracy.
0: At each one of them, this issue comes up. At each one of them, he addresses. No it. No
4: one cares if there's a summit for, for democracy. democracy. Do you have results or not? If you worked in the real world, you would have been out on your butt. Oh. freaking years ago you weasel i mean did that that he didn't have a specific conversation today doesn't mean that he hasn't had in the past or that he won't in the future uh. or that the secretary of state isn't also having these discussions all these leaders realize martha that it is
0: a regional problem it's not just because of one country's politics or one country's economics there are just simply more people on the move and there's a lot of reasons for that famine drought political
4: instability such as what okay. you see in, in I venezuela i can't take any more of the bullcrap, man yeah, that, that's just all new stuff, right, John? That's why it's happening. No, it's not. No, new you stuff. opened the border. No, it's as been... soon as that clown took office. Everybody knows it. Anyone with a brain knows it.
7: Sadness, tragedy has been going on in other countries for since the formation of our country.
4: Tell you what, John, show up at the neighborhood meeting in Chicago, yeah. where you have the residents saying, "Can't we close down Chicago from more people coming in?" And see if you can sell that line of bullcrap there. Have you heard this audio? From that neighborhood meeting? Yeah.
6: Oh, yeah. I wanted to know if there is a capacity limit. And what is, what is that limit if there is one? And what is why can't we close the borders of Chicago or the state of Illinois in the first place? Why can't we close the borders?
4: First of all, I just want to recognize that's xenophobic. Well, yeah. And there's no human that's illegal. Isn't that a left-talking point? Uh, yeah. So
5: there's a limit I do know that when you are seeking
0: asylum, you are granted protections from the U.S. to not return. So
1: that is the process that folks are going through when they come here and they get their interview, and then the Texas governor sends them to Illinois.
4: Millions of single dudes all seeking asylum. What percentage qualify? Less than 2%? right?
0: And
6: specifically Chicago. So they get to come, once they do an interview in Texas, they get to come regardless. Texas says, you're an asylum seeker, you're being persecuted, so yeah, you can leave your country and come here and go not, wherever you want. Not Texas.
4: This is the federal government is the one that does the process around asylum seeking. It is Texas
0: who is making the decision to send them to Chicago.
4: In Texas, mm. they're the enemy. It's a, it's a lot of the federal government, though. Oh yeah, dude. They're allowing it to happen. Because they want it to happen. They've always wanted it to happen since he's taken office. Well, And, and again, you would hear people on the left, that's just a conspiracy. That's not true. They're mm. trying to do everything they can. We found
7: something Biden is successful at, didn't <laughs> we?
4: Yeah. Yes, opening the border. Yeah, he kept his promise. <laughs> Real good. Yeah, the clowns. Okay, uh, you know what else they said wasn't going to happen? But now they're saying, you know, New York, we should consider removing statues of George Washington because that would improve everything. Of course. That and much more coming up right here. The Murphy Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Martin, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van <laughs> Camp. I have, I have big news for you, okay? I can't wait. And this has
5: become my favorite audio of the week. Oh, my. Hey. Big news. The cows at the View on ABC have solved gun violence, and I want to. I need to set this up, okay? Okay. Real quick, your mind is about to be blown, okay? <laughs> so what they did was they brought on a couple of singer-songwriters. You may be familiar. I was vaguely familiar of one, w- with one of them, not not the other, uh, Natasha Bedingfield.
7: Yeah, I know who that is.
5: And then somebody named, I, I guess it's pronounced Milk. MILCK, it's all caps, M-I-L-C-K. Sure. Okay. Uh, Her resume, uh, well, how she describes herself, I should say, is uh, she is a singer-songwriter advocate who continues to write herself into existence as each song strengthens her justice voice both on and off stage. Oh, dear goodness. This song will solve gun violence... It's called Your Child, My Child. Oh, it's a song? It's a song. Okay.
4: Roll it. Anywhere, that's it. Enough.
5: I don't know. I don't know if the plan is to like go into every gun shop in America and just blast that song, so everybody leaves. That's it.
4: That's it. Enough.
5: Yes, they just say this over and over again. Yes,
4: they take it to the streets. Okay, I- they play it for the gangbangers. Once they hear. <laughs> Enough! Enough! <laughs> to be like, you know what? Yes. Why are we doing this? Why are we shooting other people? Is dub- we're going to stop now. Well, this
7: was on the View.
5: Yeah, it was. <laughs> they were they were promoting. It's a powerful new song <laughs> to combat gun violence. How,
7: <laughs> how did? They, how long did they
5: let this go?
7: <laughs> it's it's four and a half minutes long. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> oh. I don't know why we can't reach people with our message.
4: That's the only way that works is if you tell the people that are shooting people illegal, illegally with illegal guns, is to say, we're going to play this in your neighborhoods 24-7 loud unless you stop. Put down the gun. Give me the guns. Okay? It's either that or... You know... Who's
7: You're on the to something. Other voice Thank there. you. Holy cow. Okay.
5: So you know the uh, technology it's called ShotSpotter. Spotter. Yeah. And yes. it's been deployed in multiple cities around the around the country yeah. and it detects gunfire and reports that to the police. Instead of reporting it to the police, if it detects gunfire, it just blasts this song. <laughs> It'll either solve it or set off a wave of retribution, killing so intense that all the criminals just kill each other.
7: Maybe that should be the new emergency tone that comes on to get your attention.
4: Oh, God, that's awful. <laughs> it's really something. That's else. just awful. Well, listen, son, I'm not going to spank you. All right, but you know what you get. <laughs> This is the Martin Van Camp and Robin show. Gosh dang. Geez, <laughs> Dad, can't you just beat me with the belt? <laughs> I take the belt. Come on. I'm oh, begging yeah. you. Back of the legs. I don't care. Holy cow. <laughs> All right. Uh, biggest <laughs> story of the day. Well,
5: uh, somewhat related in what we could do with that song is um, uh, Merrick Garland, the attorney general, is testifying in front of the House today. Republicans yes. ought to say. Every time we get frustrated with your slimy government lawyer evasion tactics, we're going to play this song. <laughs>
3: heart,
4: oh, that sackless wonder would like it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> News up, update
4: straight, up. straight ahead. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the millennial, the sexy boomer, Scott Roberts. Okay. People are wondering, who's going to replace Biden? The guy's not going to make it. Democratic voters don't even want the guy in. There. No. Huh. And some people have thrown Gavin Newsom's name out there. Gavin Newsom's been asked about this. Oh, there's been no better president than Joe Biden.
5: Yeah. What?
4: He's being a good team player.
5: He has to be. I, I do. I love the game that he's playing because it's yeah. so slimy, but it's funny to watch. It's also I mean, yeah.
7: transparent as hell. Yeah,
5: where it's like, no, yeah. I'm I'm being a good little soldier for the Democrat Party, but, you know, hey, I'm not trying to usurp anybody here, okay? Mm-hmm. So that if he is called upon to be the nominee or Joe Biden says, I'm not running for reelection and there's an open primary, he can say, look, I didn't want to do this. But my country needs me. Oh, gosh. It's insufferable. Uh, so, yeah, the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, was on News Nation with Chris Cuomo <laughs> and was asked why he wouldn't consider running against President Biden.
1: Okay, Why don't you run if you I can. believe
2: in this guy? Actually, you, know, you know why? You think Joe
1: Biden is the I, best the Democrats can do.
4: And, and I hope you can differentiate because
0: your B.S. meter is one of the best because you've been around this all your life. I don't like oh, this guy. deep gosh. respect, reverence for Joe Biden as a person, his character, his decency,
4: and his capacity to do great things. That's why I'm not worthy of that conversation. This guy deserves it. You're not worthy a lot of things. <laughs> <right now. laughs> But that, I mean, buy a pair of knee pads, that's embarrassing. Well,
7: yeah.
5: It's, it's, it's Brutus going, listen, man, Julius Caesar, okay? <laughs> that is the guy who is going to lead us, and I'm not worthy as he's sharpening the knife. That
4: guy's something.
7: Some people are phony and good at it. Some people are like him. Oh, They're yeah. phony and transparently phony.
4: No, it looks like he's this guy that it seems you've seen in a movie before where he plays Satan, and he plays it very well. Mm-hmm. You're like, I can't remember the movie. And you realize, no, this is just reality. It's how slimy that guy yeah, is. Yeah, he's like the developer
7: that's going to take over the tribal
4: land. Yes. You know? <laughs> he's... No, one, no one is talking about late-term abortion here. No, As they're happening all the time. Right. You know, yeah, that kind of stuff.
5: You know who he reminds me of, seriously, is uh, uh, the actor Will Arnett. And his yeah. character in basically everything he's always played in, which is just kind of a doofus idiot, but a con artist who's somewhat yeah. successful.
4: Just duping people all yes. the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, I mentioned this earlier. Thomas Sowell, who, in my opinion, is an American treasure, and I wasn't even familiar with him until like five years ago. Just kind of crazy. Uh but reading some books and watching a bunch of interviews, the guy has so much knowledge on so many different things. And it would be great if his voice was more present modern day. But the left doesn't want anything to do with this guy. doesn't matter that he's a an, an incredibly successful black American. Uh, but he's got conservative thought. That means he's not really black mm-hmm. in the left world. So he's got this book coming out um, called social justice fallacies. And he did a recent interview. He's 93 now. But you go back to a book he wrote 30 years ago, and he predicted a lot of the things that are happening now. Um, One being like the trans movement. And he talked about it.
8: Bound to uh, very uh, intellectual people like themselves just simply preempting the decisions of other people in every aspect of their lives. Uh, One of the things that that is astonishing to me now is that we're having this big debate about sex education in the schools. And uh, to me, uh, the, the, the question is, what qualifies the people who are pushing this stuff to take over the roles of parents? What's also very troubling is that this all came out during the COVID pandemic. When uh, students were studying at home and the parents got to see what what was being taught in the schools. Now, it so happens that 30 years ago, I wrote a book called Inside American Education, in which all of this was, was laid out just exactly as it's happening now. The fraudulence of it, the appearance that this
4: is uh, responding
8: to what the students want. I can't imagine how
4: many... uh, And think uh, about this, because we've all had this part of the conversation amongst ourselves many, many times. And he just flat out says it. Young people in, in, in the elementary
8: schools, especially, are, are saying that they are a boy, but they want to be a girl, or they're a girl and want to be a boy. I can't think of anybody in my whole lifetime well, who, who, who is saying things like that. And if you, and if you follow uh, the, the sort of institutional way these things are done, there are Groups outside the school system and inside the school system who want to do this and who know that the parents don't want them to do it. And they do it anyway.
4: Yes. And it's been planned for a long time. And it's the slow creep. And then discovered during COVID. It's so true. You go back to that guy's interviews he did 30 years ago. All of it still holds true. It's really something, man. I'm I'm not going to bore you with Thomas Sowell anymore now. You're glazed over, Scott. No, no,
7: he's great. I I love what he said. I tried to digest everything I just heard. I understand. You know, I mean, he's one of these guys that he, he says it, and then he says some more things, and you're trying to keep up and comprehend.
4: Well, especially, man, when you're talking like early 70s. Yeah. As a black man facing questions from white liberals about what was known then as the ghettos, and he's just spewing forth knowledge and wisdom and I mean he's just crossing up these people right and left it's it's a lot of fun to watch He's discredited Uh, a lot of fun to watch today and you saw this and you probably heard the story about well we had that little whoopsie with the f-35 jet yeah (laughs) missing for a little bit there was a crash okay So, so local news in South Carolina they go out and they talk to a guy by the name of Randolph White.
7: Yeah, he's uh, retired from his job at a paper mill, mm-hmm. and he's got some time on his hands. And he was just hanging around the neighborhood when, all of a
4: sudden, uh, here we go! This thing crashes. And he describes what he saw. Yes. And he describes it in, in such an incredible way. Really. They well, call it a uh, di- distinct uh,
8: rhapsy voice. Th- I'm a <laughs> shave.
4: Okay. All right, go
8: ahead. And I heard a In the bathroom
4: taking a shave. And I
8: heard a, a screeching saw that between
6: a screech and a whistle. Help! I said, what in the world is this? And I heard a boom in my whole house. Sure.
1: White says he didn't realize it was a plane at the time, so he didn't call anybody.
6: The first thought came to me. I said,
1: must put a meteorite come out of space or something? <laughs> and I said, well, if it's an
6: airplane, it needed to be reported. The thing was flying just
1: too low. The F-35B <laughs> airplane wreckage created an extensive debris field. The wreckage is located off Old Georgetown Road. Yeah,
4: so there's then the rest of the report. But The way he described it, you couldn't <laughs> see it's time, but he, the sound of it. I feel it like was, I was there. You do? I saw that between a screech and a whistle. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what in the world of this? Exactly. I thought it was a meteor. Now I have to ask. Yeah. The sound he just made, does it remind you of anything off the top of your head? No? Hmm. The screeching sound? Okay. It, it sounds like one of those screaming goats to me. <laughs> oh, oh. I can't, well, I can't, I can't help it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's close. Yeah. This is Randolph. <laughs> <laughs> now the goat. Now the goat goes up a little louder. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my goodness. Very close. Okay. So I'm not the only one. You can hear it there. And I'm like, oh, no, we're not going to go down this rabbit hole, are we? We'll yeah. <laughs> that was one of the greatest I Chris Morales the street went be- remixes. No! <laughs> <laughs> it makes you laugh every time. Every time. Oh, what was the one with Adele? I kind of forget.
6: I can't help feeling we could have had
3: it. <laughs>
6: <laughs>
4: Fan. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was worth the detour on that one. Okay. One more. Okay. Wasn't there a Miley Cyrus one, too? Yeah, there it was? was. For, was it Party in the USA? I don't remember this one. Does that sound right?
3: Okay. Yeah! <laughs> it's
6: a party
7: in the USA. yeah.
6: That's it. Oh, my
8: gosh.
7: Oh, man. Okay. Uh,
5: Rudy Giuliani in the news, David. Yeah, Rudy Giuliani is now being sued by his own lawyer and longtime good buddy, a guy named Bob Costello. Oh, uh, man. He's suing because Rudy owes him like $1.36 million for the last couple of years of legal work that's been done. Oh, my god, Rudy's broke. Trump is now raising money for him. I had not heard that, honestly. Yeah. yeah,
7: hes I knew he was in dire straits.
5: Yeah. Andrew Kurtzman is a guy who's covered Rudy for decades. Uh, just wrote a biography about him. Uh, knows him pretty well. And laid out, I, I think we all have watched the stunning rise and fall of Rudy Giuliani. I mean, you think about America's mayor after 9-11. Dude, yes. I mean, and, and just kind of a forced potential uh, presidential candidate, all of that the way he cleaned up new york yeah and then to see him you know wandering around with hair dye melting off his face it's sad to me it it really is sad absolutely um the way he lays it out though is just remarkable to me this biographer okay roll it costello has um represented him
0: through four investigations three of them criminal ten civil suits Two disbarment hearings, and I don't even know if that includes the sexual harassment suit by a former employee. I mean, Giuliani ha- has just this deep attraction to danger. He's going broke and he's facing prison. And, you know, the his catastrophic trap, his catastrophic fall is just one of the great kind of rise and falls of our of our generation.
4: OK, and maybe he's going to say it in the rest of this clip. I don't want to spoil it. but. Is he saying that basically from the booze at some point, he just spiraled well, further and further? Or he was always a wild card and a lot of the public just
5: didn't know it? Well, he was kind of a wild card and then he got money. And there's oh. there's a hint towards the lifestyle here. Got it.
0: I mean, Giuliani was once worth $100 million. Oh Giuliani has squandered it. He's had several divorces. He lived uh, very high. His, his ex wife said that they were burning through $250,000 a month on sheer fun. Not, a, a month. A <laughs> month. I mean, he lived very well, and now he's penniless and facing prison. It's an extraordinary story. Oh, my goodness.
7: Yeah, I mean, again, he could have coasted on what he did yeah. and made an income uh, by, you know, the rubber chicken circuit going around speaking and. the rubber chicken you know but but, i mean he could have done all that right he he chose not to he i guess the limelight was
4: alluring he wanted to get back in it again well this speaks to something different the the limelight's one thing burning through 250k a month for fun and why is anybody talking about what are we talking
7: about i I don't know why anybody's not talking more about the booze because that has to play into this somehow well Sure. I mean, the guy made some crazy stuff and financial mistakes. I'm sure.
4: I'm sorry. Our mind space is now in a different place. I can't get off the. What are you spending 250k on a oh, month? Oh. I mean, it's, it's one thing if you it's like vac- I love to gamble and I vac- just kept losing everywhere
7: and and spending lavishly on the wife and. Well, yeah, yeah. who knows?
5: Yeah, who knows how many properties you have and what the right, exactly. are for that and yep. and you know, high dollar. Bars and restaurants, you know, yeah, I mean,
7: all the time.
5: It would be hard for me to figure out a way to spend two hundred fifty thousand dollars in a month, one month,
4: much less regularly. If anybody wants to, you know, perform some sort of study, yeah, and uh, the three of us will volunteer. It's oh yeah, the, how yeah. to burn through two hundred fifty k a month just for fun? Yeah, yeah, I'll do it for twelve months. It'll be a sacrifice.
5: It's the Giuliani yeah. experience um mm-hmm. I, i'm willing to give it a go i yeah i
4: don't want anybody to misunderstand me on that well yeah i mean i mean we've been sober you and i scott for years yeah but i mean for the good of science we could hop no. off for a
3: year and yeah, get, back, have on to we get, it, get right? back on Two hundred fifty
4: thousand dollars a month that'll get you into
5: a nice rehab facility too. so <laughs> yeah, absolutely that's a problem yeah. that'll solve itself Honestly. We had to
7: do that as a promotion on this show. Live like Giuliani for a month. <laughs> <I'm> kidding. <laughs> Qualify people, and six months win. later, they are all dead.
4: <laughs> By the way, I suppose we should clarify for our family sake that, that was just a joke. Oh, yeah, it's we're just kidding. a good natured ribbon yeah, there. Yeah. Huh? yeah. Okay. News update. Much more straight ahead. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, the media is missing something. David, what's his story? Well, I think we hear a lot about
5: Joe Biden's age as he seeks another four years in office with the majority of Ameri- say- Americans saying, yeah, he's too old. It's like 77%, uh, yes. which is a full 50 points higher than what people said about Bob Dole in the 90s when he was running for president.
4: Wow, I hadn't heard that stat. <laughs> I know it's a lot higher than uh, Trump, yeah. and he's only 3
5: years younger. Well, because again, it's not age, it's his condition. It's that yes. he doesn't look healthy and he doesn't and he's, you know, he's always stammering, he forgets where he is, what day it is, what year it is. I mean, there there are obvious signs of mental decline. One interesting part of this though is from a CBS news survey. Only a third of voters who responded to this poll believe that he would even finish a second term. 66% in total believe that he will either resign or he'll die in office if he's elected again. That's more than just,
4: man, I'm a little worried about his age. Dude, if you're just going by statistics, life expectancy for a male in the United States, it's beyond that. And then you see him in front of people, talking. Yeah, I mean, if you had to bet, and I'm not trying, and I'm not suggesting we bet on it for crying out loud. We'll bet on a lot of things. I don't want to bet if he's dead or not. But honestly, I mean in four years, if you were to predict, I wouldn't be confident in it.
7: No. And and again, the alternative to him, if he bows out after the second term, should he win, would be the cackling nut job oh yeah
4: kamala as president of the united states for a number of years by the way yeah who was just talking about climate change yesterday
3: it's a threat oh Oh, yeah wow that is an interesting stat though this is the markley van camp and robin show
2: are you ready
4: So the Attorney General Merrick Garland, Merrick Garland. is getting uh, grilled today. Capitol Hill. And you always wonder, is anything going to come of it? Don't know. We'll see. Uh, Republican Thomas Massey was wondering, hey, did you just perjure yourself? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'll just let it unfold for you because you'll want to hear this.
2: It's our constitutional duty to do oversight. Now, in that video, that was your answer to a question to me two years ago.
1: When I said how many agents or assets of the government were present on January 5th and January
2: 6th and agitating in the crowd to go into the Capitol and how many went into the Capitol, can you answer that now? I don't know the answer to that question. Oh, last time, you don't know how many there were or there were none? I don't know the answer to either of those questions. If there were any, I don't know how many. I don't know whether there are any. I think you may have just perjured yourself that you don't know that there were any. You want to say that again? That you don't know that there were I have any? No personal knowledge of this matter. I think what I said the you've, last time. You've had two years to find be out. Be,
4: time out for a second. How is that possible?
5: It's not possible.
4: It's impossible.
5: Yeah, it's. I mean, the the DOJ right now has the largest ever domestic uh, uh, investigation going on related to the Capitol riot. Yes. And he doesn't know who was
4: who was there right that's impossible i mean he deserved to be impeached before today started i mean he just proved it now and it goes on but that that no who could believe that you don't know yeah
1: you're either terrible at your job or you're lying either way you that's a freaking lie
4: i totally agree
1: And the day, by the way, that was in reference to Ray Epps, and yesterday you indicted him. Isn't that a wonderful coincidence? On a misdemeanor. Meanwhile, you're sending grandmas to prison. You're putting people away for 20 years for merely filming. Some people weren't even there, yet you've got the guy on video. He's saying, go into the Capitol. He's directing people to the Capitol before the speech ends. He's at the site of the first breach. You've got all the goods on him, 10 videos, and it's, an, and it's an indictment for a misdemeanor? The American public isn't buying it.
4: They're destroying the country one little bit at a time. The likes of Garland, Mayorkas, of course, Biden overseeing it all. Of course, he vegetable brain. He doesn't know what's going on. He's just doing what he's told.
7: All these guys have to do is just say things, and it goes into existence. And it's just out there in the ether, and the border's closed. Uh, the economy's great. I, I had no knowledge of anybody working for the government that was involved in anything with J6. Okay. The, all these things were
4: impossible, by the way. Ten years ago, certainly you had left-leaning media. No doubt about it. But outright lies like we're watching wow. right now. That didn't just roll through, did it? Or were, we, were we all hallucinating through that? <laughs> <laughs> no. That didn't fly ten years ago. Wow, man. And it's insulting. You had another clip of Garland, too, David. Oh, yeah. S- saying there's not two <laughs>
5: Yeah, it, two systems of justice. Listen, the Justice Department treats everybody the same.
2: <laughs> God.
4: And again, man, I suppose there's a half the country that buys this BS. Mm-hmm. If you're paying attention at all, you know. Our
2: job is to uphold the rule of law. That means we apply the same laws to everyone. There is not one set of laws for the powerful and another for the powerless, one for the rich and another for the poor, one for Democrats and another for Republicans, or different rules depending upon one's race or ethnicity or religion.
5: Okay. Yeah, I mean, what do liberals do with that when they hear it? I really want to know because on the one hand, uh, their systemic racism that is at the core of everything in this country. That's what, what they, they tell say. us. Yes. Do they agree with that statement then that the attorney general made that there are not two systems of justice? That's a great question, David. Yeah, that
7: is a great question.
5: I would, I would seriously like not even yeah. as a gotcha. I would love for someone to ask Kamala Harris what she thinks of that. Can both of those things be true at the same time? Because to me, they can't be.
4: Well, they're working on it. They're improving it. Be some gobbledygook like that, I'm guessing. But I think certainly it's a fair question to ask. Man, oh, man. I mean, you look at illegal immigration, what's happened since Biden took office. It's an absolute disaster. I mean, we're only starting to see parts of it in different places of the United States. It's only going to get worse. No doubt about it. What are they going to say to that at the time? You don't know. And when I say there are some people that are just, I don't know, dumb on the issue, I was never a fan of Louis C.K. I know you were, Scott. I was. Did you hear him talking to Rogan about illegal immigration? I
7: hate it when people I like do dumb things, but yeah, go ahead.
4: Do you want to hear a piece of this? Yeah. Okay, certainly a liberal guy.
1: Okay, roll it. But my feeling is they should open it, the border. And just let them pour in, let everybody pour in. And and then the answer, which is, well, then there will be all these problems. Yes, there should be. It shouldn't be so great here, is what I'm saying, in America. It shouldn't be. It's a weird thing to sequester a certain group of people and try to keep upping their lifespan and their lifestyle. And just keep trying to increase that for this group of people. And then everyone's and then this pressure of people trying to come in so they can enjoy it. Uh, and then it gets worse and worse down here. I mean, I'm not in Canada. The, the, it's really just from down here. Uh, there's something wrong with that. That's not a system that's working. Okay.
7: What the hell? What, what is, is you that?
1: talking about?
7: Yeah. I'm miffed on that one.
1: That we
4: have such great privilege in the United States and all these other people around the world don't. And then we try to put up a wall and not let people in. So if we bring that's them all in,
7: right. it's less desirable for them to come here. Yeah, and it's okay if we're a little
4: uncomfortable.
7: So if we create, a if if, if, the, if we take the United States from great to good, or kind of good, then that means less people will want to be here. It'll even out in the end. Okay, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard.
4: I can get you the rest of the clip if you want it. Well, sure. There you can.
7: You know, I, on. Mean, I haven't heard dumb enough yet. I mean, dude,
4: I don't even know if I know anybody with that take. I've never heard it before.
5: No, you know saying. I'm
4: like, are you so desperate to get back in the good graces of the liberal elites after masturbating in a plant or whatever you did, you sicko, that you're going to actually say nonsense like that?
5: No, that the plant, by the way, that was Harvey Weinstein.
4: Oh, the
5: Louis CK, He
7: did
4: it on the phone. He needed an audience,
7: on right? The,
5: oh, it was phone. right in front
7: of
4: that lady.
5: Also yeah. in front. Yeah, he cornered young women in his
7: hotel rooms. And yeah, la, la la, 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 yeah. la. And then they could leave after that
4: just by mere presence of standing there yeah, fully closed but but in my sick brain that's somehow it's going to excite mm-hmm. me even though you're like no I don't want to see it
7: yeah well you got to act interested I mean for the five or six minutes that you're in the room
4: after hearing mm-hmm. that clip
7: Mm-hmm there's still work to be done there. Oh, I don't understand. I'll kind of look David on that I don't one. think my, he's cured
4: of anything. My yet. head
7: was kind of cocked going, wait a minute. So we make this country less desirable. Okay, within for, the next 10 minutes.
4: I mean, I'll bring you the rest of the clip. Insanity. Because so, I can't explain it's that, insanity. guy. It's absolute insanity. Okay, all right. Yes. Gosh dang. I know. I totally agree. Yeah. I know. Okay. Uh, yeah. By the way, if you missed this from earlier... Um, the view solved gun violence. Yes, and how did they do that? Uh, they
5: they brought down a couple of uh, singer songwriters, uh, Natasha Bedingfield and somebody I guess Milk or Milck. I don't know M I L C K. Uh, And I just love the way she describes herself, by the way, so I'm going to repeat this. Uh, She is a singer-songwriter advocate who continues to write herself into existence as each song strengthens her justice voice, both on and off stage. Oh, dear. And they have written a song. No one's ever done this before. They've written a song about how bad gun violence is. And this is going to stop it. It's going to stop it. Okay? Okay. Okay.
4: Okay, all right. Well, not only is that going to solve gun violence, uh, any woman should play that when Louis CK corners them and tries to masturbate in front of them. Enough. Just stop. Maybe you
5: could help him too. <laughs> you want to you want to hear a little snippet of them of these uh ladies talking about
4: Oh
7: yeah, how oh, I'm important sure. that Why song not? is. No, yes. Yeah.
5: All right, here, here we go. This is the uh the milk lady, whatever. Okay.
7: Making sense, but when I think about it, and I think about all the steps we have to take yes. to solve something, it
6: feels overwhelming.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So. But it always starts with some small steps. Yes. By people, yeah. by individuals taking small steps, one step at a time, because that's the only way we can fix anything. It's it is overwhelming.
5: Even really
4: to talk about it feels like it's become so scary that it's even hard to talk about on TV yeah. or something yeah but like well, let's talk about it
6: yeah we like, have
4: let's to... release let's try and get some things moving here because yeah. it's kind yeah. of locked oh
7: up right
5: and that's how gun violence was solved
7: who's not talking about it
4: this that's is, all that you that, honestly
7: that's you talk about it all the time
4: honestly this is how dumb a lot of people are
7: God. yeah it's a
4: nobody's nobody's talking about it what what would happen I brought up Thomas Sowell a couple of times today because he got this new book out about social justice and the fallacies, right? What would happen if The View brought on Thomas Sowell to just give them facts? Oh, they'd never let him speak. I got another part of an interview he just did talking about um, poverty with blacks starting in the 40s and what actually has happened over the years. And he brings up the uncomfortable part of fatherless children. Yeah. Well, we just had liberals saying in the New York Times, "The what is it, two-parent privilege? We can't ignore this as liberals. We should pay attention to this. might be uncomfortable. But here's Thomas Sowell.
8: But the cold fact is that the percentage of blacks who had professional occupations doubled from 1954 to 1964. That is in the, in the decade ending at the time that the Civil Rights Act of 1964 was passed. If you look at the things that are negative, like for example, uh, black children being raised in single parent households, in 1940, just under 17% of black kids were raised in in one-parent families. But after the 1960s, before the end of the century, four times that many, 68% of black kids, were being raised in one-parent families. And that does not depend on racism or any of the other things they talk about. It depends upon things that happened due, due to the policies of the 1960s, which are still going forward.
4: Now, if you want to call Thomas Sowell a racist as a black man, be my guest. I guess you can. Sure. But when you're talking about gun violence, black conservatives have brought this up many times about that issue. They won't have it. That's their very third rail. No. Thomas Sowell, you're not going to solve it. You know what's going to solve it? You're right. Of course. What the hell was that? (laughs) Golly. (laughs) All right, I'll bring you the rest of this Louis C.K. clip of why illegal immigration is great for the United States and a news update next. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, talking about illegal immigration, massive problem, obviously. And talking about different liberals just being clueless to so many things that are going on, whether it's, you know, deaths by gun or illegal immigration, whatever it is. And this is proven again and again. I brought up this clip that I heard of Louis C.K., who's doing an interview with Joe Rogan, and he's saying, yeah. Legal immigration, his idea, just let people in. Just open it up for
1: everybody, you know? My feeling is they should open it, the border, and just let them pour in, let everybody pour in, and, and then the answer, which is, well, then there'll be all these problems. Yes, there should be. It shouldn't be so great here.
4: You're like, what? Yeah, because, you know, you, you protect the border, it causes people to do mean
1: things to other people. And it forces people to do cruel things to other people. There's a lot of people that die so Americans can be safe. Just dying, you know, weddings that are drone bombed in Yemen because the guy said something that might have resulted in American insecurity. Not even like definite American deaths, but like just so we can breathe a little easier. Folks die. And folks do labor in unsafe places so that we can keep the prices where we like them. There's so much about American life that other people pay for. That's part of it. Time
4: out, time out. Because, listen, I can't explain what he's... You're both looking at me like I have an answer. I don't. Neither do I. I mean, drone strikes at weddings in Yemen. That's why we should open the
7: border. It's just
4: nonsensical ramblings.
5: That... That comes across like the entire cast of The View just had diarrhea in my ear.
7: Yeah, that is a weird. Is- that's your boy Scott Louis C.K. Well, listen, <laughs> I I liked his comedy when he was mm-hmm. when he stayed in his freaking lane where they all should
4: stay. I don't know if he's just trying to bow down to liberals or what that is, but oh. you know, it's just not good for us in the United States. We basically live
1: in a gated community. I think that's what he's getting at here. It's not a good way to live in a gated community, you know. If if you let folks pour in, like any other wave, it'll kind of slosh. And then you all just, things will be different. I, I don't know, like, there, what'll really happen? A bunch of people, like, will they just come with knives and start <laughs> killing everybody? I don't think so. <laughs> just let them Where's
4: Rogan at? He, he just looks confused. And that was the only part of the interview I heard, to be fair.
7: Yeah,
5: geez. I mean, I, what? To me, this is kind of the nat- natural extension of, of of what a lot of uh, liberals believe. It, it goes back to the old Obama thing of you didn't build that. Is that there is this assumption that everything that is good in America is the result of some sort of privilege, which is a complete insult to the millions of people throughout our entire history who worked their asses off to build this country and make it what it is. Instead of saying, thank you, and hey, if there was a problem in the past or there was a problem with how we're doing things, we can change them for the better. Instead of actually trying to be progressive, moving the ball down the field and improving the country, they just want to bitch and moan about it, and they want to make the country substantially worse because, for some reason, they believe – America just
4: happened to luck out. Yeah. This guy, like, I'm, oh, I'm just looking out for the less fortunate. Okay, take a back seat. The guy that would corner women and go manual override in front of them? <laughs> yeah. what, are you kidding me? <laughs> right. Right, but that
7: maybe. Screw that guy.
4: Maybe the elites
7: in, in that world is totally acceptable behavior. I, Open I, up
4: your place, Louie. Yeah. Let them all in. Right. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Okay, biggest story today, David, if there's one.
5: Uh, biggest story of the day, I suppose, is Mayor Garland testifying in front of the House.
3: Yeah.
5: Uh, not really answering any questions, not a big surprise there. Uh, tr- they're trying to pin him down on, on, you know, getting some answers about a number of things that he has done that have been questionable, including, well, evidently involving himself with the investigation into the president's son. Yes. Oh, by the way, we also
4: have just 4,000 people illegally surging into the country. Yeah, that's a pretty big deal, too. Yeah. Wow. You see those images? Asylum seekers,
5: you say. Uh-huh. It's an invasion. Yeah. It's an invasion. It is. Yeah. All right. News update. You
3: ready for your three, Scott? Yep. Drive is coming up. Right
4: ready? The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Got the Robbins trifecta coming up in just a few. Okay, it's a nonsense, man. Do you remember? Okay, this is deep in the weeds stuff, but we'll just get to the gist of it. There was a leak in the Washington Post, October 6, 2022, about the Hunter Biden investigation. Okay, and Representative Jim Jordan is asking Merrick Garland, Attorney General, hey, did you investigate that? Um, basically, that's what he's asking him. This guy doesn't know anything about anything. He so doesn't seem to. He does, but he doesn't want to perjure himself. That's what it seems.
2: Anyway. Have, have you or are you investigating who leaked the information? That appeared in the Washington Post on October 6, 2022, about this investigation, about the Hunter Biden investigation. Listen to him play stupid. You're saying there was an October 2022? Uh, October 6, 2022, yeah. Washington Post writes a story about the Hunter Biden investigation. I'm just, I, I wonder, have, have, have you investigated who leaked that information to the Washington Post? Uh, I don't know the answer to that question. Has it been, has any, has it been referred to the uh, uh, Inspector General? Do you know that? Um,
4: um, it, uh, that's classic Merrick
2: Garland, right, <laughs> right there. Oh yeah, it is. Um, um, uh, I don't want my answer to suggest that there is or isn't such an investigation. I know that the um, um, uh, that the um, so, uh, inspector general sent a letter to Congress explaining uh, that there was that he had an ongoing assessment with okay. respect to the whistleblowers' charges. I don't know if that's what you're referring to.
4: Okay, it's the same nonsense. Doesn't know anything. He doesn't know. I don't know. I mean, you might as well just say, "Listen, you know the deal. We're going to protect the Bidens as much as we possibly can." Yeah, that's just part of it. You're going to have to deal with it as long as we're in office. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Or, good night, yeah, pretty everybody. much. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, as far as illegal immigration, another four thousand coming Dude. across the border today. Yeah, at least uh, there are shelters in Eagle Pass that
5: are that are over capacity already. Uh, Bill Malugin from Fox has been down covering that for the last two and a half years. And he says he's never seen this level of uh, numbers crossing over in a single
4: day. And I don't know exactly what we were seeing earlier when guys were shoving other guys mm-hmm. trying to climb up on this thing to get through. Yeah. But when they say they surge through, that's what it looks like. Yeah, it's an invading force.
5: And, and, That's crazy. And when you have so much fentanyl and other drugs and human misery that is coming across the border, I think, and I know Trump has said this in the past and unfortunately didn't do it, uh, Ron DeSantis has said it on the campaign trail, with these smuggling operations, it's time to go weapons hot on them. I mean, oh, yeah. Th- this is an invading Sending force. Sending the
4: military in. You come across, boom. I mean, yeah, if this is...
5: For the sake of argument, let's just say it's ISIS or a a splinter of Al-Qaeda that is running people through the southern border. We would take military action. There's no question about it. 100%. Why are we treating cartels, which are terrorist organizations, differently?
4: Because the left wants these people to come through because they think they're going to be a future Voting block.
5: Well, and also uh, the left hates Muslims, so they would have no problem killing Muslims. I mean, Joe Biden vaporized a bunch of kids during the Afghanistan withdrawal.
4: But they have to play that a little nicer to act like they love the Muslims, yeah. unless they actually want to practice their religion. Then they right. don't like them anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As long as they're useful, they're fine as far as the left's concerned. But you get outside of that, no, Jeez. they got no use for them. That's just the way that rolls, oh, man. With all that, you ready for your big three, Scotty? Well, let's roll, baby. Okay. Trifecta right. time. Are you ready?
3: One, two, three. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least
7: according to Scott
3: Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this
8: time. Scott Robbins,
7: about three stories of the day. Oh, hey, my hero. I'm Casey Casey. Hey, Casey. You come out okay this weekend gambling? I know you like the sports bet. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm ready. Dinners on you. Three.
5: Uh number three, Rob Reiner uh said something that <laughs> yeah, you oh want no. to talk about.
7: Oh, no. Well we were just talking about guys that we liked, like Louis C. K. For instance, you just played the audio from I Louis C. K. Um I liked him. Yeah. Uh Rob Reiner, I was a big fan of Rob Reiner, I loved his movies, loved the Princess Bride, loved Spinal Tap. Uh, You know, the the, the, there's so many great movies the guy made. I'm like, okay, I'm a fan of this guy. I'm not anymore. But he tweeted this out, not hyperbole. If Trump returns to the White House, it will be the end of American democracy.
4: No, that is hyperbole, Rob. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. So, can we get a written statement from all these people that if Trump wins, they'll move, and we can hold them to it? He never said
7: move. It's just the end of democracy.
4: No, but a lot of people also
7: threaten well, yeah, to walk. Yeah, if if they it, do, that they happens, they I'm leaving. Hold them to it, yeah. Yeah, so go if, fund me, we'll help you. If Trump is elected by tens of millions of voters, freely choosing a candidate, that's the end of American democracy. That is the definition of American democracy, meathead. All right, Yes. right. We're getting closer and closer yes. to
8: number one.
5: two. Uh, number two, uh, Joe Biden announces a new youth program.
7: This is crazy. Uh, today, Joe, again, this was tweeted out, He's trying to get the youth vote. You know, he needs that uh, 18- to 24-year-old vote badly. You know, he tried the student loan thing, and that didn't work out for him. So we moved on. said, today I'm taking executive action to launch the American Climate Corps, a workforce initiative that will train over 20,000 young people for good-paying jobs in the clean energy and climate resilience economy. Now, jobs programs from the government have been around for a long time they've yeah. been they've been around generally speaking most of the jobs programs were training people for actual jobs that existed mm-hmm. they're going to create jobs good the paying jobs 20,000 and who knows god knows how much money is going to be involved in this one
5: i i i really i'm excited about this not because i think it's a, a good and or a worthwhile investment necessarily but it, you said it's called the climate core yeah, Climate Corps. What I really want is for one of these guys someday to show up at a bar somewhere, small-town America, and say, yeah, I was in the Corps. The bartender <laughs> goes, oh, really? You were a Marine? <laughs> no, the Climate Corps.
7: <laughs> I just want to see what
5: happens after that.
7: Oh, you, well, I think you know what's going to happen after that. It's going to be hitting the hitting the uh, parking lot ass first. Yes.
4: It's just so typical of that administration we're going to develop. This. I know. Yeah. I, well, again, keep Biden away from the kids. Again, you can't throw, sniff and, uh, just keep him away. You that can't throw
7: money at the student loan thing. Uh-huh. That wasn't allowed. So now we're going to go with this.
4: They haven't given up on that, by the way. Oh, still no, I know. it's Now still there. on with the countdown. With Scott Robbins trifecta top three of the day and up to number one.
5: Uh, number one, the head of the American Federation of Teachers, big union boss, Randy Weingarten, is lying again.
7: This, this time about a teacher that got fired. This this is really, really incredible. I mean, totally jumping the shark again. Randy Weingarten said a Texas Texas teacher was fired for reading Diary of Anne Frank to her class. In all caps, this speaks for itself! Exclamation point. Now, let me tell you a little something about this teacher in the book, okay? Okay teacher was fired for reading Anne Frank's diary, a graphic adaptation, not the diary of Anne Frank. And in the adaptation, there were several things about sex and sexual molestation that was being read to fifth graders. Read the freaking book or the article before you tweet about it, you imbecile. She's probably for that, too.
6: Gosh,
5: dang. And wasn't one of the assignments the kids, uh, again, you're talking about fifth graders, had to write about the, the molestation? Yes, yes, David, of course. Why do you want, why are you so hell bent on having fifth graders talk about being molested?
7: She tries to mislead everybody by saying it was the book, Diary of Anne Frank, and Texas is banning this classic book, Diary of Anne Frank. And it's not what they did, some stupid graphic adaptation of it.
4: And there you have it.
7: Yeah. I just this lot of anger on the show today. I know. A lot of stuff going she on. She sucks though. She's she does. terrible. A lot of people suck. Terrible person.
4: Well, and so is this person, but it is one of the highlights of the day. As you do have Merrick Garland getting grilled by different Republicans. And I don't know if anything comes of it. Um, and we had this highlight a little bit earlier. Hank Johnson, rep from Georgia. <laughs> Unbelievable he has this job to begin with. <laughs> the past Talking about Guam capsizing. yes, Among other things. Giants versus the... It's like he's going through Merrick Garland's resume. It it absolutely was. And kissing his butt through this whole thing, taking up valuable time. Well, there's no question. I mean, is there any question coming from you? And even trying to compliment him, he butchers it. He he forgets part of the title.
6: uh, As uh, a prosecutor and a DOJ official... As well as 24 years on the bench, uh, you served on the second highest court of the land. If you're uh, Garland right now, are you saying, well, yes, I know what I've done
4: before. What's the point of all this?
6: Uh, as a judge for 24 years, the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, we appreciate your service. Uh, you were, for seven years, uh, the uh, the the lead uh uh, yeah. uh, uh you 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 lead were buddy. the uh you managed uh, <laughs> there you go that entire uh office uh. yes i did
4: what's the point there was never any point to it well just when you oh. think he's laid the last
7: question in then he keeps going yes. well,
5: yeah there was no question he was just hanking his johnson <laughs> <laughs>
7: And I noticed you won science fair in high school.
5: I hear you're really good at basketball, too.
4: Just curious, with all of your expertise, do you think Guam could ever capsize if you had too many people on one side of the island? I'm just curious. And
6: capsize.
4: Yeah, just curious. Well, you know what? I want to hear that thing in its full context. Oh, sure. yeah,
6: my, my fear is that uh, the whole island will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over and, uh, and capsize.
2: Uh, we don't anticipate that.
4: <laughs> it will never.
2: Very decorated military guy funny. that's got
7: to talk to this
4: jackass or answer the question with a straight face. Whether it's him, the balloons, the midgets, whatever it is, it's just Hank. (laughs) The day he retires, I mean, in some ways it might be a happy day, but it's also going to be a very sad day for the Uh, show. Yeah, definitely. All right. We got to get to another news update. And Nimrods of the News. (laughs) Feels like that's been the show today. All coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update David Van Camp.
5: (laughs) Well, I mean, it's another sideshow here, but. Lynn Wood remember him, never part of the Trump legal team officially, but right. there was some communication after the 2020 election, and he was one of the big guys going out there talking about uh, Dominion and Venezuelans and yada, yada yada all this stuff, and then then went fully off the rails by talking about you know jet fuel not being able to melt steel beams in 9/11. remember I mean the guy's unhinged. I do remember this. Well, we know now why he wasn't charged, along with Trump and 18 other people, in Georgia for the post-election stuff. And it's because he's a witness for the state of Georgia. Oh, boy.
1: I'm in
3: trouble! (laughs) We don't
4: know
5: that. Yeah, I don't know that. I don't know what he may know or or doesn't know about the inner workings. Because, again, he was never officially part of the legal team. Right. But... Uh, that guy was out to save his own skin and he might have an interesting story to tell from the prosecutor's uh
7: side of
4: things oh boy there's gonna be a lot of twists and turns on that one okay
7: who's gonna be the first one of these people to do dancing with the stars oh
4: whoever's offered probably (laughs) really speaking of legal issues i wanted to bring this up well especially you scott because you're a lover of cats and little kitties and I like cats. I'm a cat fan. Yes. yeah I So David, David's the cat whisperer. Actually, on the show, he knows how to train cats. David and I both like cats. Yes. Which is a better trainer? I think you would admit to that, Scott. But anyway, uh, this happened like ten years ago. This woman in your old stomping grounds of Wichita, Kansas, Scott. Yeah. Named Carol adopted a black and white cat named him Bob. Huh. A year later, he wandered off, gone. Oh no. That was 2013. Bob just turned up 1,200 miles away in North Carolina. Oh, my gosh. Yes. 10 years ago, huh? His name's not Bob anymore. It's Maui. No. So it turned out this different woman in Kansas named Alexandra found him back then, took him in, thinking he was a stray, and then brought him with her when she moved to the East Coast. Hmm. Now, he got scooped up a couple of weeks ago after someone else saw him walking around and thought he was a stray again. Uh-oh. A microchip showed he was registered to Carol in Kansas. So now there's a custody battle going on. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. So what do you think? Because some people are Team Carol and some people are Team Alexandra. Um, for the New York woman. The New York's not involved here.
7: Well, I thought you said she moved to New York. North Carolina. North Carolina, sorry. Oh, I thought that. Um, no, I are you think... drinking the Biden juice? What's <laughs> wrong with you? <laughs> Me and Rudy are hitting it hard. Uh, no, I, no I, think, I think she probably should have the cat because she's ra- had it for 10 years now. That's a long time. Well, what about Carol? It's not, I mean, well, we got I got the cat shipped as her cat. Gone for 10 years. I, I say give it to okay. Carolina. Yeah. I say
5: you let the cat decide.
7: Yeah. How do you do yeah, that? Put do, down a yeah. bowl
5: of tuna. That's good. In front work. of each lady? In front of each lady. And
4: which one does the cat go to? Uh, well, can either one of these women make noises as.
7: Now uh, the tuna is getting put down? Cats don't care about that. They don't. Does, they don't no. Does not, the, wait,
5: the, so the second owner is the one that named the cat Maui? Correct. Okay, she doesn't get the cat.
4: <laughs> well, that goes back to yeah, which yeah.
5: Bob.
3: Got it. All right. right. M A U I though. Right. Like, Alright, <laughs> yeah. right, we gotta get the Nimrod rolled up. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. Alright, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp and Robbins Show.
1: I love the poorly educated.
3: Alright. Nimrods in the news. Uh Napa, just north of San
4: Francisco, is where we go today. I'll tell you right now the Nimrod is thirty three year old Andrew Dixon. Because this 61-year-old guy, he's just at home, uh, goes outside. The power went out. He's like, what's going on? There's this guy out there, Andrew Dixon. And they think it's maybe a burglary gone wrong, but they end up fighting. And the 33-year-old, Andrew, stabs the 61-year-old guy in the back. Oh, man. But check this. 61-year-old guy pulls the knife out of his back and stabs Andrew in the torso with Either it. Oh. All right, good. All right, good and then subdued him until the cops got there good dude
3: that's pretty cool. don't mess with those boomers brother Damn, that's nimrods in the